All right, so we've gone through quite a lot in the last uh, 10 weeks or so, and um, it's been leading up to um, the theme of, um, I'm only gonna touch this lightly, very lightly, because um, someone else is gonna cover it more in depth later on. But what I want to focus on tonight is praise and worship. I'm not going too heavy into it, but I've got a very a set number of points I want us to think about and discuss. Um, because it's just what God has shown me over the last week. Yeah, so let's let's get cracking. I want to separate praise and worship into two things because I think that's important. So praise. What is praise? Praise is giving thanks to God in its simplest way. Giving thanks to our Lord and God. When we praise God, we are putting God first. So everything else becomes second in that place so when we choose to worship God when we, when we choose to praise God we are putting him first in our lives everything gets pushed behind us we can only see and praise God in that time and this this phrase came to me it is the ultimate denial of self it is the ultimate putting down of everything there is no selfishness in praise when we turn to God we have him at the front we thank him for what he has done, what he is doing and what he will be doing in our lives. Because we have to remember in every circumstance and any worries or anxieties that we have, God is above them. He is far above them. I mean, in numerous times it says in scripture as high as the heavens are above the earth. The heavens will always be above the earth. And God will always be above our circumstances. King David is a great example of this. He would always, yes, he would be very honest and open with God, but he would always direct it back to God. He would lift God up. He would struggle. He would have problems, but he always led it back to God. He didn't dwell in his issues. He didn't dwell on his anxieties. He always became, came full circle with God. We have to remember that God is interested in us and he is active in our lives. He's not inactive how many times do you see in the Bible where God mocks the gods of other nations because they're not gods, they're idols, they're wooden stone, they don't do anything. You only have to look at what the, um, the prophets of Baal did when Elijah um, contended against them. Baal did nothing. They did everything to get him to respond, but he did nothing. There's nothing when it stands up to God, these idols. Praise helps us align our lives to God. In a world like ours, especially at the moment where we're, we're facing rather difficult times, challenging times, um, we can find that we can, we can go off a degree or two at times. We can, just, we, we can go off the straight path of God. And praise helps us to align ourselves back to God. I have this, I personally testify. When I'm having... Uh, a bad day when my thoughts are just overtaking me. When you stick a song on a praise song, my goodness, it grounds you. It puts you back on that track and it keeps you on that because you're just feeding God's word, God's truth into your life. But we should, when we struggle, cultivate an attitude of praise, even when it gets hard, when it gets, when the, when the rubber hits the road. We have to cultivate an attitude of praising God because of what he's done. We've covered 10 weeks of his promises. And I guarantee that if we had to carry on the, this 
theme of God's promises, we would go until I die. That is how many promises God gives us in his word. We should thank God often, proclaim his word in our lives. This is one of the highest forms of praise. And it's a way in which we can renew our minds. If we can renew our minds, we can direct ourselves to choose to praise God, to follow him, to live by him. It's so much about choice, what we choose to do. That's praise. Now worship. The word for worship means to bow down before. So worship straight away. It's a posture. So many misconceptions and confusion about what worship actually is. People just think it's some loud concert or it's a three hour it's a three hour music session where everyone's just in tears. And that's all good. I'm not denouncing that. But that's not just worship. That is not the limit of worship. Worship is a state. It is an attitude of the spirit. We worship God with our spirit, our innermost being. Remembering that God is sovereign. And as we said, because it is bowing down before, it asks us to be submissive to God, to come with a submissive heart and attitude. Because God wants to speak to us. He wants for us to open up to him in his presence. The most important thing about worship, it is only for the Lord. It is only to God. No one else. Not a person, not a place not an idol, nothing deserves our worship of God alone. I wasn't going to say this, but one thing that just quickly comes to mind is when Jesus is tempted in the wilderness and he's challenged by the devil. And um, I think it's the third time he's challenged. And Jesus says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. How, if Jesus says that, how much, how much must we live by that? How can we live a life worship how can we live day by day worshiping and praising god that doesn't involve us 24 7 constantly singing 10,000 reasons or even writing 10,000 reasons why because we'd always get more than 10,000 reasons we need to live we need to go about our lives but we can commune with god whenever we want he is actively listening and speaking to us we are commanded to present our bodies and it's a continual thing every single day offer your bodies so that we can be transformed by the renewal of our minds and it's the renewal of our minds that we can see things how god sees them we can live how god directs us to in our lives but there are many ways that we can worship and all of these are scriptural so we can bow our heads and this applies to prayer as well Bow our heads because we come in respect and in awe of God. We lift our hands because we offer praise to him and we, we receive from God. We could be on our knees. It does say in scripture that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So I think it'd be good for us to get practicing on our knees now. Sometimes it's called for. And I don't want you to ever think of this as religious as legalism. Sometimes for our own personal walk, we need to do that. We need to get on our hands and knees to God to get us in the right attitude and to know that we are submitting to God. We can clap, we can even shout and dance as David did before the Lord. We can even fall on our face and worship him. 
it's not something you see a lot in churches these days. I'm not saying you should do it in front of everyone, but if you're in your own room, get low. God wants you to be humbled so that he can exalt you. We try to exalt ourselves, he will humble us. Live a life of humility. Acknowledge your total dependence on God. Hand over your independence. It's what Adam and Eve first sought, independence. Give it back. If you sense it, give it over. Depend on God alone and take time to enjoy his presence. Sometimes that can be in silence. It can be a particular place. Be totally engaged with the Lord with no distractions. Turn off your phone. If you go out for a walk, leave it at home. Disconnect your phone if you're at home or take out your doorbell battery. Try to remove every distraction or put yourself in a place where you are least likely to be distracted. And of course, set a time in which you do this. A time when you are not going to be disturbed. But most importantly, worship is a lifestyle. It is not just an activity. As I said, it's not just a case of a concert. It's not a case of listening to one worship song. It's living in the presence of God daily, inviting him and asking him and seeking him and exalting him in your life. One particular psalm that um, really struck out to me was Psalm 100. And this really shows the, um, the attitude and our approach to God in worship. It reads this, Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness for all generations. I want to close with a point, and that is remind yourself of the word and God's promises daily. Speak them over your life, proclaim them, treasure them in your heart, treasure them in your daily living. When things get tough, when the enemy is around the corner, cling to those and proclaim them in your life. Lift them up, seek the Lord. He equips us. I'm not saying I've got this. 100% but I want to learn and I want to know when, how and why to give up my own ways for his ways. I want to come before him in spirit and truth throughout every struggle and we are all there for each other in that so if you do have any struggles then please um, I ask you to speak to each other, your mentors, a mature Christian engage with each other because that's how we live the christian life amen i've got some questions number one what does praise and worship mean to you number two what distracts you from praising and worshiping what can you change and number three what can you do to create a lifestyle of praise and worship in your life